Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion. Hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. But today there is uh, just Melanie here and I have a special guest with me, uh, someone that I've known for, I guess, a number of years now and been working with um, as she you know, gifts the world with her beautiful uh, intellect about nutrition and health. And her name's Carrie Lynn Newhook, and she owns Soulful Nutrition. Hi, Carrie Lynn. Oh, hi, Melanie. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, I'm so pleased you're here. So I know a little bit about your background, but these guys probably don't. So if you want to fill them in on, because it's such a cool story and such a like moving story, how you got to where you are and starting Soulful Nutrition. Yeah, sure. Um, this going back to probably when I was little and growing up, um, just nutrition wasn't a big deal eating out of a can wasn't um, out of the ordinary. I mean, my dad had a pizza restaurant. So, I mean, we had pizza on a regular basis. <laughs> um, so yeah, we just kind of lived the life of a kid loving pizza. But um, growing up then, as I met my husband, he got into nutrition and bodybuilding and we ate clean um, then having kids, we fast forwarded a little bit and now I have three kids, um, all of them having autoimmune issues and wow. right from, uh, rheumatoid arthritis to diabetes to eczema and skin issues. So yeah. And then, yeah, my little guy, he was kind of the kicker one because he got the type one diabetes and that's like managing um, your blood sugars on a daily basis. It's a 24-7 job. Um, yeah, so I kind of did that. And then dealing with that about six months later, I got a breast cancer diagnosis and thinking, oh, okay, well, maybe <laughs> what did I miss? Like there must be more to it. So all that leading me down to a path of nutrition and how to best serve my family and taking me back to school and learning about the whole body systems, how they talk to each other and how our bodies are one, our mind, body, soul, and yeah. And how that all relates. Oh, I'm here health. for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm here for all of that. I, I think that our mental and emotional well-being is influencing our physical body so much and our mental and emotional well-being is influenced by food. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I want, I was so curious. I didn't want to interrupt you, but when you said you grew up, I also did on canned foods are, we grew up on like the Manitoba farmer special. It was scrambled hamburger seasoned with salt and pepper, mashed potatoes and either canned cream corn, which I loathe still to this day and canned mushrooms. How hard? Cause I also did the little, I didn't stay in clean eating as long. Um, I don't know why it just like one day I just decided that it was too hard <laughs> and that's why you're here is like how can I bring this back and make it easier but how hard was it to go from 
living that way and eating that way to then eating clean was that a like was that a tough transition oh my gosh like it's a whole new level it's like learning to cook yeah (laughs) what is cooking oh yeah yeah Yeah, it's no longer like programmed into your body you actually have to like make the effort to think it through but then how long do you think it took you till it just became second nature um, not that long, actually, because it was just me and my husband in the beginning. And um, yeah, it was easy to cook for two. Um, but I had to meal prep, of course, because of the way he was living and his training style and stuff. So yeah, and then as kids came, it got harder, like appeasing children and their pickiness and <laughs> yeah. all those things, right? But Total self-esteem crush. (laughs) Every dinner, I'm just like bristled for the rejection. Yeah. Oh, so do your kids eat clean as well? Um, they try to. They're getting back there. I think. I think I instilled enough into them already that they know what to eat. Um. But they are kids and they will eat whatever they want. And yeah. it's unfortunate my little guy, he's uh, because he's gluten and dairy free and sugar free and he can't get away with much because I can see his sugars um, readings when he's eating and sneaking food. And, and yeah, he doesn't have get you away noticed, with it. Have you noticed a huge difference in him since you? started soulful nutrition and and really started focusing on his specific condition yeah I mean even before I've been working on his issues directly for quite a while because going right back to when he was in school and he before he was even diabetic um, teachers were like oh I think he might have ADHD or he can't seem to sit still and blah 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 and So we did, we went the naturopathic route and um, did like a cleanse, which he wasn't very happy about a cleanse, but um, taking him off gluten was a game changer. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how... You noticed his focus improve? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. He was able to calm his mind easier and he was able to relax and sit still. But yeah, I don't know if you're has have any sensitivities that can trigger all kinds of things in the brain. Cause we have a connection between our gut and our brain. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's like something that I'm just starting to look into is how the microbiome of our gut influences depression, anxiety, the thoughts that we think the way that we think is um, my next venture into looking into. It's oh, huge. Yeah. It is huge. Yeah. It is. And I never, uh, maybe I had heard that before linked to ADHD, but I I don't know. And to hear you say that and then to notice those changes, anything I can do to stay off medication is uh, something that I'm willing to undertake. Um, Currently, my kids are living off of Red Bulls and um, we just got out here in Black Diamond. We just got A&W and Dairy Queen. So they're finding any chance we can get to go there. And you know what I noticed? Their skin. Both of them, um, the folliculitis 
it's red on their arms and they, they have the bumps on their arms and I can tell what they're eating just by what their skin is presenting to me. And I tell them, but they don't listen. <laughs> Children. Yeah. But it's but wild, yeah. right? Like how this shows mm-hmm. up and I never get acne. And about a week and a half ago, I woke up and my whole face was broken out and I knew it was nothing. Like it wasn't something that I had put on it. It was something that I had ingested and I still don't know what it was, but it caused it that quickly. Or maybe it's a week late. I don't know. But all at once, my face broke out everywhere. It was really like what we put into our bodies, the thoughts that we think, the way that we treat ourselves, self-care is so important. And I know that you came here today with uh, some tips and tricks on how to reduce stress and uh, really lift up and elevate the immune system. Mm -hmm. Give it to us. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and like the most important thing that we need is air because we can't live very long without air. So the air quality we breathe and um, the way we breathe is so important. So many people um, shallow breathe and that's just they they're not getting those deep breaths and that's like our stress response that's putting our bodies into that fight or flight mode and when we do that we naturally spike our cortisol and increases our blood sugars and helps us in an event like where we need to run for our life but if that's a, on a continual basis it uh, yeah it can disrupt all our body's processes yeah. When you have high cortisol all the time, that typically shows up around the midline, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally feeds your fat stores in your stomach area. And yeah. Yeah. Because you're prepping, high- right? You're prepping for um, de- deprivation, starvation, like the body's like something bad is happening. We need to, we need to yeah. prepare. Yeah, that's where it shuts down your whole digestive system. And yeah, and with the cortisol levels rising, that increases our insulin levels. And that's the insulin is feeding all our fat stores. Mm -hmm. So, And that can happen just from being a shallow breather. Yeah, because our bodies don't know that we're safe and sound. They think that we're like under attack. Mm -hmm. So even doing like really deep breaths or... Like, I mean, you as a yogi, you know, like the belly breaths and getting it all out and how calming that is to your nervous system and telling your body that, yeah, I am safe and sound. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The breath is really the first indicator of what's going on in our external world, communicating to our internal world. And if you, if you are having a hard time as a listener connecting to your breath, there are guided uh, breath works online or taking a yoga class is really good. Even just placing a hand on your belly and breathing into your belly, lifting your hand. Those are all really beautiful techniques to drop the nervous system out of fight or flight. The thing I like most about yoga is that yoga is actually activating both uh, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system at the same time and using breath to dance between the two. And now that you're saying like how important breath is for your uh, physical health and mental health, I can see that 
learning how to regulate the nervous system and shift it out of fight or flight into rest and digestion, learning that technique through breath is, well, it's going to save your waistline and really like a lot of physical uh, illness that could follow that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wow. beautiful, actually. <laughs> it is. It is, right? And it's free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right? if, it, if we had to pay for breath, I think, I honestly think that we're to a point where if we had to pay for breath, we would value it more. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's how our, our society has been kind of set up is that if it doesn't have a monetary value attached to it it's non-valuable which is just the exact and total opposite yeah well and even getting that breath from outside instead of in all this indoor stuff or around pollutants and stuff like that fresh air and that sunshine that gives us our vitamin d that we all crave for our immune system function and really yeah I, I you're speaking to me because I've been inside <laughs> I, <laughs> I do everything inside and then when I get outside it really does lift my spirits my mood changes everything changes and maybe it does have to do with the quality of breath and a lot to do with getting that vitamin d a lot mm-hmm. Yeah, vitamin D is one of the biggest, even going through like all the COVID and thing, like they all say, take your vitamin D, it helps you. And yeah, that's so the other thing stress much about vitamin D. Um, yeah, a fair bit. I mean, it's what helps regulate our immune systems. Um, there is it is something you don't wanna you want to get checked for your levels because you don't wanna like take too much it can calcify inside but okay, that's usually so like an extreme amount <laughs> I, when I remember to take vitamin d it's like I try to like catch up on the last six days that I've forgotten so I won't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean no I idea. through COVID I was personally was taking at least 5,000 IUs a day just to wow. help our immune systems but I don't think that's a good long-term plan, but. Okay. So we should probably just supplement with vitamin D. If you're tired, get your levels checked. It's a good thing to look at. Yeah. I I don't know how easy it is to test your levels here in Alberta anymore because I don't think they like to do it, but we don't get out (laughs) enough with our cold weather. No, we don't. And tanning beds are a no-no, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those vitamin they do have those vitamin D lamps that you can put next to your office uh computer. And are they called I know the girl that I worked with, she called them a happy lamp. <laughs> it was oh, like yeah. uh yeah, meant to spike serotonin and, and give you the same effects of the sun. Yeah, so, those are, I need to get one of those. <laughs> yeah, I saw them at Costco. They were there. Um, okay, so we've got breath, working with your breath, learning how to be a deep belly breather, at least when you're consciously paying attention to your breath, dropping into the belly and accessing a deeper breath, a calming breath. And then what else have you got for us? Yeah, well, and just with stress, I, I like to um, incorporate like B vitamin because our stress burns through our B vitamins. So to either supplement with a B vitamin or like 
I like to use whole natural foods um, like avocados, your wild salmon, eggs, sweet potatoes, sunflower seeds. All those are good um, ways to get nutrients from our B vitamins. Really? Okay. And, and B vitamins are, um, if you're stressed, your B vitamin, it burns through that fast. Yeah, you burn through your B vitamins very quickly through mm. stress. So we tend to be deficient in that if we're feeling stressed, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I've got those in my cupboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put it in my notes, <laughs> my calendar. Oh, oh I'm no. so bad about taking them. You know, I have them and then I just don't do it. But as soon as I feel myself starting to get sick, all of a sudden they become my best friends. <laughs> yeah. I need to make more of a routine about that, but well, that will be uh, definitely a process. Yeah. And then I guess the biggest way to deal with stress is sleep, right? Mm, getting, yes. getting good quality sleep because it affects every area of our life, especially wow. us as moms who have gone through like babies and feeling sleep deprived, like you feel like you're in a different dimension. <laughs> I wonder too, if the sleep deprivation has a lot to do with postpartum, you know, because when we, when the brain isn't allowed that consistent sleep to process and store the memories and that, and then they always say, oh, pregnancy brain, cause you're up so often, but um, yeah, that lack of memory, when we don't have those long stretches of sleep, the body isn't storing uh, the day's memories into long-term memories. We're not regulating emotions that we felt throughout the day. Sleep is so, so, so important. If, uh, yeah, struggling to sleep, it can be really, um, really heartbreaking for a lot of people and challenging. Is there any supplements or nutrition that people can take to sleep better? Um, My favorite is magnesium, Mm. for sure, like Again, with our soils depleted, we don't get the right amount of magnesium, even through a whole foods diet. Um, So I always like to supplement with magnesium. Do you do it at a certain time of the day or does it matter? Um, I don't think it matters. I take it morning and night. (laughs) Okay. I remember my son, when he started growing, uh, he would get leg pains and restless leg syndrome at night. And I talked to the nutri- um, well, the natural health food store, and he he suggested to give him uh, calcium magnesium, and it really did. It worked. It was a liquid form. And I would just give it to him a little bit before bed, and it really helped calm him down. He's a little bit of an overthinker, as well, and it he his what from what I perceived, his sleep got a lot better. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it does really help calm the mind and for sure with our nervous system. And yeah, very important, I think. And so we have sleep. Um, I think in the email, did you did you have other things that you wanted to talk about around sleep? Um, just how important it is to make like a good sleep routine and uh and make it part of a consistent daily habit and getting the right quality sleep versus not just the time you need, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, Uninterrupted. 
for mm-hmm. sure. That is when our body like rejuvenates. So allowing it to do its job and detoxify and regulate our hormones. Because one of the biggest things we get in sleep deprivation is um, uh, hormone changes, right? Um, Really? When we have have good quality sleep, we're getting a human growth hormone that helps repair. And with any sleep deprivation, we usually get um, an increase in the called ghrelin. And that's our triggers our hunger. So it'll increase our appetite. So if you're ever sleep deprived and you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm more hungry. Um, that's usually wise because we have that. And then it also decreases our leptin hormone. Mm-hmm. And the leptin hormone is the hormone that tells our body when it's full. So if we're not telling our body it's full because we don't have enough of that hormone, we tend to overeat. Oh. So now we're overeating and are always hungry and then that's where we lead into our we tend to eat like high fattier foods and higher sugar foods my carb is that so hard after a bad sleep the next day I just am like any kind of carb I can stuff in my mouth goes in and I'm non-stop eating all day so this is really speaking to me Mm-hmm. Well, it's a vicious cycle from there because yeah. when you eat that, it raises your serotonin level and you're like, oh, good. But then your insulin level goes up again and then you crash and then you need to feed it again. So yeah. we get into this vicious cycle and too much insulin, of course, is going back to feeding our fat stores. So we'll never lose weight if we uh, yeah. don't have enough sleep or Definitely. So sleep and breath, (laughs) sleep and breath, super important for the body. Also, I was thinking about like to be on a more shallow note, but getting uh, the proper amount of sleep and getting good sleep is like saving yourself from having to get a facelift. (laughs) Like you're, you're staying youthful and your body, you know, everything is working with you when you're sleeping and breathing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) One of the aging yes, yes, the the fountain of youth for sure. Um, one of the things that I struggle with the most and what's currently on my radar and why I wanted to talk to you today was um, and I know you have something that you want to say around it as um that it also is an immune booster, but cutting sugar out of the diet and uh like I grew up I told you where I grew up and how I grew up and it's just kind of one of the things that sneaks into everything and so um, if we could touch on that at at some point I'd love to chat about that but I'll I'll let you go into um, into what else you're going to talk about if sugar's next I'm here for it (laughs) yeah for sure I mean sugar I mean that the food industry is pretty sneaky hey like you look at any nutritional label in a package you're bound to find added sugar mm-hmm. so that's why I do like to keep to a whole foods diet because then I know what's in it there's no added sugar it's got the natural sugars that's within it um, but yeah again it's a vicious cycle because you get into that added sugar and like I said before it increases your insulin and then you get um the need to have have it again to get your serotonin boost and and then you're back to like the roller coaster the sugar cola roast sugar, sugar roller coaster 
<laughs> yeah. Words to say. And when you cook it at home and the recipe calls for sugar, what do you use instead? Is your go-to? Um, I will tend to, if I can't leave it out, I will use a coconut palm sugar. Okay. But I have that. Usually. I have it. <laughs> have it in my pantry but I don't use it I'm still I really really I'm going to make a conscious effort this year to start shifting that aspect of how I eat when the kids were little um we we ate very very clean and I think they were rebelling against it after (laughs) it just seems like they're uh well I do think that kids are just going to be kids regardless they're they're um more disconnected from their bodies just that their bodies have always been there for them they you know that they don't have to take care of it and then as you get older you really start to realize like hey this is a high performance machine and just like my car I have to get oil changes and do all that there are certain things that your body will function but it will function a lot better if you do a few certain things for it Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's funny because my, like my younger guy, cause he's a teenager now and like school, he's like, I just want to eat like all the other kids. I'm like, how do all the other kids eat? <laughs> like what's wrong with your fruits and vegetables? <laughs> right. Yeah. They're eating uh, bear claws and rice krispies in a wrapper. <laughs> those, yeah. are, those are the things that my kids are always like, can we have those? And I'm like, I can make you rice krispies and they'll be better. But yeah. he wants the blue shiny wrapper around it. Marketing is wild for uh, food marketing is very, very uh, provocative and seductive. I want to say to everyone, inclu- like mostly to, t- to kids, but to everyone. And so learning how to read labels and um, when you say whole foods, does that mean that you buy whole foods or you make whole foods? It's just like, what does whole foods even mean? Oh, good question. Because <laughs> whole foods to me, yeah, it's anything in its most natural state. Okay. Like the most natural alive food that you have that can feed you. Um, that's where they call food as medicine. Um, mm-hmm. in all our fruits and vegetables, they have all these phytonutrients that are like medicine to us that usually when they're when the when the food industry gets to it, they're depleting the nutrients out of it. So that's why the whole natural state is so much more beneficial to us. And is that like, so if you, if we're talking about whole foods and eating as close to its vital uh, nutrients as possible, is that, are we talking about eating seasonally and eating locally or looking at frozen foods? What what are we looking at when you want to eat and still have the most amount of vitamins? Yeah, totally. Um, seasonally and locally are the best options for sure. Um, that gives us all our, yeah, it kind of gives us a diverse throughout the year, right? Of what's yeah. in season and different nutrients that way. But I'm not opposed to the frozen vegetables too or fruits yeah. because they are still good. Yeah, they're they're good for us, but I don't like I love frozen um I love freezing my spinach and putting frozen berries in smoothies. 
but I don't really love eating frozen vegetables, like cooking them up and serving them. There's, there's just something about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe I just tend to overcook them, but I would rather, um, I so looking at winter time, going into more of like the root vegetables and the things that last in the fridge a little longer. I, I look at it as an opportunity to not have things spoiling in my fridge every week. <laughs> so the root <laughs> vegetables last so good. Yeah. Yeah. And they're full of like all those same nutrients like our fiber like we really do lack fiber in our culture right now because we're not getting enough of the fresh vegetables and stuff so vegetables are the best place to get your fiber Mm -hmm. yeah I think so and it seems to be like our I like eating cruciferous vegetables the most Um, they're a little harder to chew but I think there's a reason for that it's activating like and being a cancer survivor myself it releases all those um indole three carbonyl like uh compounds that are very cancer fighting so really are and what is an example of um the free crucifer i can't even say the name cruciferous (laughs) Well, these are like our kale, yeah. <laughs> kale, our spinach, our collard greens, broccoli, bok choy, Brussels sprouts. Okay, so um, easily cabbage. incorporated yeah. into the diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I, d- I had no idea that they were that, that they released a little army every time you ate mm-hmm. them. <laughs> yeah, they're potent. And my favorite actually is doing broccoli sprouts because they're oh. like a young 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 sprouted broccoli that gives you like 20 to 25 percent more of um more of it's called sulforaphane which also is another cancer fighting agent and helps our bodies just detoxify assist your liver and everything else is the broccoli sprout would that be considered part of like the microgreen family yeah Yeah. okay yeah Yeah. so they're young there's that seems to be like the next up and coming thing hey, is the microgreens and growing microgreens. I've seen a lot of it, a lot of homes. Yeah. Well, and it's super nutrient dense. You need like a handful versus like if you ate broccoli, you need like, I don't know, eight cups or more. Really? For sure. Like, yeah. And it condenses it, but yeah, it's so nutrient dense. So. Wow. I the- didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I really, I like microgreens a lot better than I do like their elderly family, (laughs) the full grown (laughs) vegetables. I really, really enjoy microgreens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're one of my favorite. And just sprouting them at home, super easy. And the kids will always pick at them and I'm like, oh, good. They like the salad. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, that's something to look at. It's So that's economical too, right? You're looking at growing your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they can be expensive to buy at a store mm-hmm. um, to buy the sprouts, but you can buy a bag easy enough and sprout your own. It's very easy. It's just rinsing and draining it over a number of days and they grow on their own in a little mason jar. Okay, we'll talk more about that. Or maybe, <laughs> um, yeah, give us a tutorial on your Instagram or something. <laughs> I'd love yeah. to see that. Um 
So just to recap, if you haven't made it through, um, closing off, what are the best things we can do to influence and enhance our immune system? And I, I know the first couple, but I'll let you go through them and I won't interrupt you once. <laughs> okay, so the best things we can do is to de-stress, like get our stress levels in check. And by breathing is a very simple, easy, cheap way to get our bodies back into balance. Um, the next would be sleep, to get really good quality sleep. Um, even having a good routine, have a power hour schedule it in set your alarm clock to go to bed instead of waking up alarmed and stressful so and then the next would be water um we all need a lot of water we need about half a ounce per pound of body weight so getting at least two to three liters in of good quality water um to help our blood flow and and movement movement because we need to exercise just because our lymphatic system doesn't have a pump. Like our heart has a pump, it pumps our blood around, but um, if we don't move our body at all, our lymphatic system will just not move. So it's good to yeah. move it around, go for a walk, get outside. Um, and then my favorite is connection, just connecting to people. Yeah, yeah I always joke with my kids. Oh. My kids are obligated to give me an eight second hug every day so I can release my oxytocin and mm. carry on and boost my immune system. That's a nice rule to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't like sitting and counting till eight. I'm like, come on, you got to like it. Yeah. <laughs> You're stealing the joy. <laughs> Oh, those are great. I, uh, I did not know that you had to drink a half ounce of water for every pound of weight. So if you were a heavier person, your water intake has to go up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. Just yeah. helps flush everything. And usually just straight water, right? Like you don't want to clean our insides. Like you wouldn't clean your windows with tea or something. Right. You're going to use straight water. So you want the water to really cleanse through your your system oh so pure water yeah there's a yeah. lot of people out there who don't like water I love water I've always loved water and the people are like I don't like the taste of water I'm like it just tastes clean <laughs> but yeah. yeah really just like sinking into the pureness of water yeah and just adding lemons or cucumber or mint like it doesn't have to be plain water yeah but anything else flavor it when you talked about the lymphatic system, it makes me think of yoga again, is that yoga is, to me, I'm like, I'm biased, obviously, but it's the perfect practice. It moves you upside down, upward, it, it twists you, like there, are, there's just so much that happens inside a yoga practice. And when the lymphatic system works um, by gravity, right? So if you do put yourself upside down you're actually helping quite a bit and it makes me think of um legs up the wall 
Legs up the wall is one of the most calming and um, restorative postures that we can do. It's one of the things that I'll do if I'm having trouble sleeping. So if, if you are one of those people who have trouble sleeping, just turning around in your bed and putting your legs up the wall and really just watching your breath. That's a beautiful way to welcome in the uh, parasympathetic nervous system that helps you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your yoga, literally when I was going through treatment was my savior. It was the only thing I could do to relieve my anxiety and stress and worries. I forgot everything at the door going oh. into yoga. So. Oh, I'm so glad you had for that. that. Yeah. It is a really, really sacred place, isn't it? Um, yeah. When you said uh, that you were so grateful you had yoga because it would help you release all of that stuff too, is that so many of us who get caught in our minds, we don't move our bodies because we're exhausted from the amount of effort that the mind is putting out, that the body becomes exhausted. But unraveling that, moving your body will alleviate the mind it's body first always that's body first physical first and then everything else follows Mm -hmm. yeah because our mind speaks to our body and our body listens and it talks to our mind like we're all holistic beings we're one so Mm -hmm. gotta take care of all of it for sure Yeah. And especially as we're coming into more of like a newer age society where meditation and um, sitting with self and sitting with the emotions becomes kind of more mainstream. We can't still forget that we need to always move the body because the body stores any emotional blockages, uh, any sort of disharmony is held inside the body. And so we can move that out you'll sleep better, you'll breathe better, all of those things. And um, after this, I'm probably going to eat better. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure how much nutrition I actually talked about. (laughs) Well, there's so many other things involved in, in your immune system, but there is, but I think sugar being, I remember when I was diagnosed with melanoma, everything that I put in my mouth I thought was killing me. Like it just, like my mind went so toxic towards that food had caused this. Although I know what caused it. It it was caused by me literally hating the color of my skin for my whole life. I just wanted to be able to tan and I never been able to tan. And it was like, that gets absorbed. That, that emotion, that um, rejection is absorbed. And so then when the, the melanoma came, I would eat and I just, my body physically rejected sugar. It like, once my mind was aware that this was happening, my body naturally was like, no, we can't eat this. This will feed whatever bad is growing inside of you. And it was a really weird experience. And I don't know if you had the same, but my relationship with food changed for quite a while after that. Yeah, I totally had the same thing too. And it's funny how sometimes when our bodies like are sick or whatever, and we just naturally fast, mm-hmm. it's just, fasting. and that's okay. Yep. And that's Do you okay. recommend it's like fasting? A, um, I'm, I'm okay fasting. Um, 
depends on everybody's unique, right? Sometimes it doesn't work for everybody. So I'm all, yeah. I'm a, I'm okay with fasting because I know it gives your body a longer chance to rejuvenate and repair mm-hmm. without always working on digesting food. Yeah. But it, we don't look at that very often. And that is uh, uh, one of the yogic wisdom practices is to not eat past even like five o'clock to have hours and hours before going to sleep without any food passing your lips, just because when you go to sleep, then your body is working on digestion instead of rest and, and restoration. So closing off Uh, eating a lot earlier. There's a lot of wisdom in that and you can naturally fast. So me, I I don't eat usually until noon, but that's just like my body is, is wired that way. If I have breakfast, I tend to get sick and nauseous. So naturally I'm a faster until noon and I I close off any eating probably a bit later than most people about seven 30 and then wait until noon the next day. Um, so I, I do play with the intermittent fasting, not because of it's trending, but it's just something that my body is naturally gravitated towards. Mm-hmm. And that's like listening to your body. That's mm-hmm. that whole intuition to knowing when it's actually hungry. Yeah, A lot of us don't actually know our own hunger cues, so... Or we'll eat at times just because they're programmed. Yeah, we're just eating at times because they're programmed into us, not because there's any need for it. Do you think that we we as a society overeat? Oh, for sure. Because I I think we're not mindful, right? Like we're on our devices or sitting in front of the TV. And I mean, I've done it before. It's, It's very easy to get out of hand. I'll take a big bowl of popcorn and... Not, not even know how much of it I eat because I'm watching yeah. TV. No, this like, I'm not. No idea how much went in. So, yeah, it's a brilliant pairing between movies and popcorn, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just sit there and eat until you're actually like, oh my god, I feel sick. Once you're the movie's over, always yeah. happens to me. Well, do you have any last closing things that you'd like to say? Or um, do you feel like you got everything out there you wanted to share? Um, yeah, I think I got it all out there. I'm not sure if you guys have any more questions or whatnot. But well, yeah. if they do have any more questions or want to elaborate more, this is the work that you do, right? You work with people yeah. and in their nutrition and Um, sounds like it's a lot more broad (laughs) than just nutrition. And so where can they find you? Do you have a website? What's your Instagram handle? Um, Yes, I have a website. It's um, www.soulfulnutrition.ca. But my soulful is S-O-L-F-U-L-L. Like the sun. Nutrition, like sun, yeah. Yeah. What about your yeah. Instagram handle? I know you're on there. Yeah, it's just at Soulful Nutrition. Awesome. Yeah, on. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks so much, Carrie Lynn, for coming and chatting with me. And uh, I'd love to go more into foods another time if you if you'd like to come back. But uh, for now, I think we're closing off some really great tips to boost. <laughs> 
I'm losing my tongue. Really great tips to boost your immune system and just lead an overall um, holistic, happy life. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm uh, just looking for the outro. <laughs> I'm looking for the outro here. Thank you so much for joining us this episode of the Spiritual Boss Podcast. We so appreciate you listening. Please click the subscribe button. And if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends. Leave us a positive review so that more people can find us. Peace in, peace out.